What's up, everybody? Do you sometimes find it hard to focus, hard to really pin down what you're supposed to do and stay with it? Well, you're in luck because today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to focus in a quick fix. Three from me, three from Danny. By the way, this is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? So today we're talking about how to focus. Now, a lot of people are up to a lot of things. I would say we're one of the least focused generations ever. I mean, multitasking is this thing that everybody's supposed to do, even though you really can't do it. And on top of that, there's just distractions. Like you're supposed to have notifications available on every single app, every app of the 300 apps you have on your phone. I would say we're the most distracted. It's hard to focus, right? Oh my God, it's so hard sometimes. Yeah, I think that's, I think you, you hit the nail on the head though, right? We have so many, we are just like surrounded by ways to communicate, to gain information, to interact with things, to be entertained. And I think there's this constant sort of like, what do they call it? Noise, right? There's just constant noise. And I think, you know, focusing requires getting away from that noise sometimes. And I think that's one of the things we struggle with, all of us. Bingo. So today we're going to give a few quick fixes. I'll give three, you give three, and then everybody will be set. They'll be able to focus for the rest of their lives. So I will begin with number (laughs) number one. The first one I have is turn off distractions. And this is something that I learned from back when I was in vet school. They taught us how to learn, how to study, all that stuff. So if you really want to focus, if you really want to study, don't bring the phone. Turn off the, the Wi-Fi or whatever internet you may have. Turn off the TV. Turn off whatever it is so that you can actually focus on what's ahead of you. Because most people go in, they're already, I mean, you just look at people at work. They have Facebook opened up. They have Instagram opened up. They have three cell phones on their desk. They have all these different things. And it's like all of those are providing distractions to actually getting done what you need to do. So if you push those aside, you can do what you need to do a lot more quickly and then go back to the distractions. No, I really like that one. I think, you know, one thing you're pointing out too is, you know, like with notifications on phones, be selective, pick the most important things and that's it. Or like, you know, sometimes it's like, if you feel like you have to have like email and like social media open on your computer, make it a, a new desktop. So you have to actually physically switch between, you know, to actually look at it, make things well, harder. Here's, to do here's these the other thing. Here's the other thing is we live in this society of people who are very soft. And I mean, it's because it's because we've had a great run for a couple hundred years, but everybody's like, well, what about an emergency? And it's like, if there is a true emergency, they will call somebody who can handle emergencies. You are not that person. You're not a paramedic. You're not a fireman. You're not a police officer. You're just somebody who has an addiction to knowing everything that's going on. So like a lot of people are like, but I can't because of emergencies. And the honest truth is, there are no emergencies. There aren't. They're handled. Okay. So yeah. like, let it go. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. This is just on the aside, but I, I always wondered if like, I think, I think reading books, like actually finishing books must help you learn how to focus and concentrate. Cause I, I think it does, it does improve it because it gives you a chance to really try to just, you, you want to engage with the story. You can't really do much else because you can't, you know, keep this imagination going, the story going, right. It's like, I think that does help. I don't know. Just thinking yeah, that's Sorry. a good point. <laughs> anyway, my first one is uh, keep in mind the relationship between attitude and, and physical health and health. I think we forget this a lot that, you know, especially we were just talking about this before, but, you know, when we get run down, when we feel crappy, it makes sense that our attitude gets really negative. 
It gets hard to focus. We get distracted. Keep that in mind. Do things to keep yourself healthy, both mentally and physically. Take walks. Give yourself a break from distractions like he was, like Randy was just mentioning, right? Do things to actually improve your state of mind and your attitude, but also your physical body. And that will help you focus because you can actually have the energy to get through your day and to do the things you need to do. And that's a great point because they're so related and even being proactive about it. Like if you know you're going to require great mental focus, you should also be focusing on fine tuning your body. So eating the proper foods, exercising. So that way you can sustain the focus that you need from your mind. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy to focus. <laughs> it, does. It, it does. Yeah, definitely. So my next one is actually another thing that I learned when I was in school was uh, have defined times for studying and for breaks. So most people go in with this whole idea of like, I'm going to pull an all nighter and I'm just going to study all night. And then they sit down to study and they're like, you know what? I'm a little bit hungry, so I might as well go get some food. And then they're coming back from food and their friends are playing ping pong. So they play ping pong with their friends. And then they realize they didn't call their girlfriend. So they call their girlfriend. And finally, they get around to studying at like one in the morning. They're exhausted by the time they get to it. The next yeah. morning, they're like, professor, you got to give me a break. I studied all night. And like, but <laughs> the truth is, <laughs> I studied like, most all people, night. <laughs> you know, the truth is most people don't set aside the proper time and you need to set aside time for studying and also time for breaks because you're going to need breaks in that studying. So what they recommended and what I found worked very well for me was a 50 minute and a 10 minute session. So you study for 50 minutes and then you break for 10 minutes. And in that break for 10 minutes, you go to the bathroom, you unwind, you check your phone, you do all that stuff that you need to do. Because when it starts again, you have another 50 minutes of studying. And during that 50 minutes of studying, you don't check your phone. You don't go to the bathroom. You don't get distracted. So it really helps you focus and then release that energy and do everything else you need to do. Yeah, I really like that one. It goes well with my next one, which is routines. You know, planning in your day, scheduling your day so that you have this time set up. And it's something you do regularly. And I also, I really like that 50-10 idea because you know, it does take a lot of energy to focus. And like, if you've ever done like really solid work for a few hours where you're focused, you, it's, it's hard to just move on to the next thing and shift your, your brain has to shift between things. Every time you do that, you're losing time. You're forgetting where you were. You're not sort of progressing in that linear fashion that makes your work, you know, get done at a, at a solid rate. And I think I like that because the 50, 10 is a really reasonable way to look at it, right? It's giving yourself a nice, here's a block of time that I'm actually going to work. Here's my break time. And I think routines, these are important. You know, if you plan your day, if you schedule your day, so, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I, you know, I'm going to journal, I'm going to take a walk, I'm going to have my coffee. And by 830, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get to work and I'm going to work till 1130. And then I'm going to give myself an hour break for lunch. You know, before you know it, if you do that every day, before you know it, it's you feel bad if you miss that routine or if you mess it up. It just becomes a part of your day. You feel like the phone doesn't become such a distraction. You don't need it all the time. And it just gets easier. And I think that's, that's the important thing, too, is it just takes time to incorporate this. Yeah, absolutely. Routines make it a lot easier to focus because your mind is almost expecting that you're going to have to focus at that time. So it already gets itself <laughs> in here. Yeah. 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 So my last one is have a purpose. And this is really important because I've sometimes had times where I was trying to accomplish something and I didn't really have a purpose for it. And it was really hard to do. I felt like I had to really motivate myself and push myself and it just wasn't there. But when you actually have a purpose, when you're focusing for a reason, like for instance, 
whether it's to get a certain degree, whether it's to become financially free, whether it's whatever, when you know what the purpose is, when, when there's a why, you'll find a way to do it. So knowing what that why is and finding that why is super important. No, it is. I, I really like that one too, because I think, you know, this is something that we, we especially fail to see when we're trying to be self-motivating. So like, if you're trying to learn something new and you don't have a purpose for it, you're kind of just like arbitrarily wandering through the woods, right? Like I was just thinking about this the other day because I'm, I'm learning some programming. And like, if you have a project that you're actually working on, it makes it so much easier because you have specific questions you can look up, you have specific goals you're trying to meet, right? Rather than just trying to learn, it's just like learning a regular language, right? Rather than trying to arbitrarily just learn the whole language, right? You have, you learn how to communicate first with like, you know, simple, regular everyday sentences so you can get around or something. You, you, you give yourself plans so you know what you're doing. You have a goal and you can tell when you've succeeded. And I think that's a really important one. Yeah. My last one is actually um, reducing friction. So that this idea of friction is, um, I think it's behavioral economic economists talk about it, but it's this idea of, you know, making things easier that we want to do. So for instance, like if you want to set up a routine where you're going to journal every night, don't put your journal under 10 books in the corner of the room, far away from your bed, have it with a pen already in it sitting right next to you on the nightstand. <laughs> so it's ready to go. Right. If you, you know, want to turn off your phone, so you're not distracted, set up your phone so that it automatically goes into a non-distraction mode for a certain set time, then you don't have to think about it. It just happens. And that's reducing friction. The concept I think is really great. It's about making these things as easy as possible. Corporations do it all the time to us without us knowing it. So you, know, you might as well use it to your advantage too. Yeah, that's a great one. Because the whole idea of willpower is flawed. It's really just making things that you want to do easy. And then also conversely, making things that you don't want to do yeah. really hard. So like, if you don't want to be distracted by your cell phone, well, make sure it's in the back of the closet in that room you never go in. So like <laughs> that way it's hard to get to. Or like if you find you're spending too much time playing video games, every time you want to play it, make sure you have to take it out of the closet, connect it. And then when you're done playing it, disconnect it, put it way back in the back of the closet. So it's like the idea of friction using to your advantage and your disadvantage. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was just listening to the other day and they were saying that with that like they were talking about the gym, like people going to the gym, if a gym is 3.5 miles from their home, they'll average five times a month. If it's five miles, they'll only average once a month. Cause it's that difficulty, right? I was just talking uh, with a friend about this today. He was like, Hey, are you, do you have a membership at the gym? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to get one. And he's like, where is it? I'm like, it's across the street from where I live. He's like, oh, that's nice. I'm like, yeah, because if it's any further, I'm not going to go. So. Yeah, yeah. I oh, did it so far. That's exactly why I don't have a membership because they're all so far enough away that I know I'm just not going to go because it's going to take. Yeah. It's going to be too much pain in the ass. I'd rather just do it at home. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, it's a good concept. <laughs> yeah. So that, in a nutshell, is Boom. how to focus. Six quick tips for how to focus. This is the Existential Stoke Podcast. Make sure to listen to us on YouTube and also on all the podcasts. Like, share, subscribe. I'm Randy. That's Danny. We will catch you guys later. Have a good one. Later, Danny. Later, Randy.